right now you're getting people who wish to create on TikTok, on Instagram, on YouTube, wherever. Yeah. While simultaneously being a user of that, you can be your own market research. Right. You can be your own feedback yeah. by understanding what you say, your small, you know, close group of friends as well, yeah. by understanding what you do and reflecting and thinking, why do I like this? Why do people um, listen to what, you know, this particular person has to say on this subject? Yeah. Why does this work? And it's, it's you know, it's, it's free market research. Welcome back to the Sporting Level Podcast, and today I'm here with Matt. And Matt, first of all, thanks for taking the time. How, how are you? No, no, it's absolutely fine. No worries at all. I'm good. I'm good. It's been a very busy week, some exciting news in the footballing world. Um, but yeah, I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I'm doing well. I'm a lot better now that you're here, you know, joining our podcast. And uh, <laughs> I think we're going to have a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, it's, it's always going to be a lot of, you know, Interesting hearing a little about your journey, you know, all the cool stuff that you're working with that one football, but I, I mean, like, we almost have like this, you know, what can I say, like a, a core question that we have to ask and then just talk a little bit about you, I guess, how your journey in the sport industry began and because you have a little bit different path and you ended up, in, I guess, in a sense, working with content at one football. So, so take us a little bit through like how it all started for you. Yeah, I, I guess it's kind of something I never really planned. I was far more interested in the on the field side of, uh, of football, definitely. Uh, yeah, I was always just playing football. And as I kind of got a bit older and every kid's dream, not every kid, but most kids dreams sort of fade out, you know, and you don't quite make it onto the onto the football pitch for a job. Um, I was just really into coaching and I just I had some coaching, um, some opportunities to get some coaching badges, ended up working out in America. Um, and it was just sort of putting all the knowledge that I'd accumulated over the years and taking it in a different direction. So aside from playing to um, to coaching. And right. yeah, from there, I managed to get my uh, UEFA B license with the Welsh FA, wow. which was which was a whole new kind of world that I hadn't quite expected to find myself in, but also learning about. And it was it was really fascinating. I think that kind of bridged the gap between playing football and just having on-field experience to really everything that goes on from a coach's perspective but also different areas of 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 technical abilities that that you're you're teaching and looking out for in a footballer but also the mentality that gets taken off the pitch as well and the organization and there were so many different facets of rather just sort of turning up and playing football yeah which which really sort of shocked me in coaching and that bridge my gap into a little bit more um a little bit of a wider understanding um and yeah i I just sort of stayed in the footballing circle um and wasn't really into the content at all (laughs) i wasn't it it was it it was a little bit odd i i joined one football that's actually part of the marketing department yeah um and it just i knew i was going to be working in football in some way right and it was all about, I guess, for me, staying within a footballing circle and staying yeah. within something that I felt confident and comfortable to work within and talk about. And mm. uh, yes, yeah, so, some opportunities opened up to um, get involved in the video team at One Football. Right. And uh, yeah, that was about ooh, four and a bit years ago, almost five years ago. And I took it from there. And uh, right. yeah. 
and you're, you're and you're still there <laughs> so it was a good choice. yeah and i'm still here yeah it was a great choice <laughs> yeah no but i mean like I, I think it's a very you know important point to bring up though you know because i mean like i think a lot of people have like this um you know of course like you know if you're we going to take it all the back to like you know that, that that dream of one day you know playing playing for a professional team uh that that, that slowly fades away but i'm I also like want to speed it speed it up a little bit in terms of like your, uh, you know, your professional approach because obviously you know a lot of people like have like this okay I want to work in sport I want to work you know in football but I don't necessarily know like how or what or or you know when and and so it's kind of like mm -hmm. a way where you need to have like your mindset open if you want to be in the industry because you never know exactly you know especially when you're young it's kind of like well what can I do you know is it is it only coaching like is it only you know. Uh, almost like physical education and people will always think that kind of like in the in the beginning right and once you get a little bit deeper into it uh you sort of like exploring all the facets that are you know in in the industry and i guess like you know talking a little about like i guess the the content side and 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 sort of like your journey into like and i guess like finding your passion for for content in sports like how how did sort of like that realization or opening you know happen happen for you well, it's really interesting you mentioned that because that sort of happened on the job. I remember right. e e even even studying uh, sports coaching at university, like yeah. I did. There were two sports courses at the university I went to: sports coaching or sports science. Right. The whole idea of of media or, or content creation or TV was something so separate. Yeah. It wasn't really you know as big as it is today, especially with right. social media. So I think. The, the path of me enjoying sport and specifically football yeah. and I wouldn't, uh, I'd say enjoying content, but being, you know, an average user and mm. uh, user and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, someone who who regularly gets involved and engages with content. They right. kind of cross paths on the job yeah. um, as, as I moved into this area. Right, right. And, and I mean, I mean, like, I, I, I think it's a, you know, really valid point in terms of just that, you know, you always need to like going with an open mindset and just trying, you know, okay, well, is this something for me, you know, and I, I say this mm. a lot too, for like, you know, the, the young, the young students here, and, and then the people that are listening, that are like, you know, okay, I want to go into the industry and like, you have to try things out, you know, like, mm. figure out what you like and what you don't like. And it's just part of the journey, because Yes, a lot of people might have like, oh, I want to do like marketing or I want to do sales or I want to do like this, but there's so many pathways that kind of like also correlates and you have to wear a lot of multiple hats, which I'm sure you also learned in one football. Yeah, yeah, that that's exactly it. I, especially with my family and friends, you know, they know what I do and they'd say, oh, I couldn't think of a better job for you, Matt. You know, since you're kids right. talking about football, love football. But it wasn't that way. It was kind of through a side door with the marketing yeah. at One Football. It was all about occupying the space in the industry. Right. right. And it doesn't necessarily have to be completely straightforward. You know, I'm going to do this and then this and then I'll yeah. reach my goal. Everything isn't completely linear. And I think, especially working here at One Football, is what's so amazing. There's a lot of people who discover different passions and different ideas along the way there's plenty of there's plenty of people here at one football who have switched departments who have moved over who have found something that interests them a little bit more specifically within the football and the sporting world yeah. and i i would say that there isn't if you're a little bit afraid you know, anyone listening of slight deviation and think you know what that's not that's not me 
that's not what I want to do specifically in sport. You have to start with a bit of a wider funnel yeah. um, and you can pick up tools along the way. And I've picked up things from marketing, which would now help me when I think about how does my content going to go out towards an audience? Right. I'm technically still marketing. I'm just marketing my own content or the yeah. company's content to an audience. So picking up things along the way, even if they're not directly related to what you really want to do, the final aim, right. you know, is is so so key i mean even now with a content production um you know i'm using a lot of software you know the premiere pro and adobe audition and, right. and uh, photoshop after effects all of this stuff yeah. i never ever would have thought i'd know how to use it right. <laughs> oh no way i would have been scared to touch the computer it would have broken but it, it's a byproduct of what i do exactly and now i can add it to my skill set that's awesome. And I'm like, yeah, I think it's a, sort of like the best way to look at it. Like you just have like that, that open funnel, you know, to it. And, and then I, I think it's, it's, it's also, you're touching upon a very important point, not only about having like that open funnel, but like occupying the space, right? Because the sport industry is extremely attractive. It's a lot of people that want to work in the industry and there's, there's so many, you know, people that are fighting for the same kind of jobs. And so like, you know, yes, you know, you, it's important to have your dreams and having your, you know, maybe you know your 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 future goals and but if you're if you don't get your foot in you know it's going to be extremely challenging reaching that goal so you got to go in with an open mindset and, and and also maybe like have that you know in a sense where you know yes you know in, in your sense too you're like okay i want to do coaching but then you ended up you know content wise you know which is <laughs> completely <laughs> outer side of the spectrum right and so you find like your your other passion or your other love you know through that and, and i wanted you to just speed up a little bit to you know what you're doing now obviously you know you're mm. you're the video presenter at one football and and first of all like what kind of job is that exactly and what are some of your you know key responsibilities and tasks so people get a like better idea of like okay what is what, what are you doing <laughs> Well, that's a very good question. Uh, it's quite <laughs> multifaceted. Um, I, I guess it would be my overall job would be selecting content from the footballing world, right. selecting stories, news, updates, sort of what's going on and packaging it effectively across the different platforms that we have, especially the One Football app. Um, and I think that is where my day takes me normally, whether it's using content for the app. YouTube, right. TikTok, Instagram, whatever, Snapchat, anything that's happening. It's all about providing stories that are both relevant and both that people could be really, really interested in and how to package them, how to how to tell the stories that we want to tell and, yeah. and, and sort of be, for me, it's all about the understanding of these stories and how I'm going to put it across and tell people, you know, what they want to know, or maybe what they didn't know or, or, or something that's really engaging in the footballing space. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that that would basically be my, my main, my main sort of roles. And of course, as the hosting and the presenting as well, um, you know, that's me on, on camera after I've written everything and researched it, yeah. but it's really, it's really sort of, looking at stories and taking new angles <clears throat> sorry uh, and finding out where you can find the most value in in the footballing world and what's going on and, and yeah. delivering it to people so, so let's let's talk a little bit about those stories though in a sense because i mean like you, you know it's so fast paced you know mm. content is you know 
things are happening so fast in the football industry and just just talk a little bit about like i guess like uh some some key lessons that you learned along the way of just you know collecting the right kind of stories and, and making sure okay what, what, what do we actually push out because there's a lot of information there but i i think yeah the, the key lesson definitely is the value of the information right absolutely it has to provide something valuable there's there's a story right there's a headline and yeah. the headline normally kind of draws you in it's got a, it's got a nugget of valuable information and it's after that it's getting people into the story it's providing things to value that they understand that they right. can take away and and you know sometimes learn from it sometimes just be informed and kept up yeah. to date yeah. and i think that the, the value of information is so so massive because like you said there's so much out there right you can yeah. in in stuff that's you know uh clickbaity and you know fake news and stuff like this <laughs> you could be completely overwhelmed and i would right. never, i am myself yeah you Maybe i would never hold are. it against someone for yeah believing some fake news or seeing something being yeah. like I, I don't understand there's too much info I, I don't get it you know it's really the, the key lesson is definitely the value behind the information that you're giving right no i think it's a really valid point because i mean like we're all just swamped with like content you know it's it's everywhere yeah and, I mean, like we talk about it too, but in terms of our partners that we work with, and I mean, like it's just like the the, the attention, you know, it's uh, for 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 you know just looking at this content is so low, and it's like it's so much mm. going on. So like you just you need to fight, you know, for it, and also like you know how do you, you know, I guess in a sense, and and, and then you probably learned a lot on that in the last four years in terms of like what kind of content works and what doesn't, <laughs> and I guess like talk a little about I guess. Mm. Um, because I, I think it's important to talk a little about the lessons you learned along the along the way, especially like the last four years, but not necessarily just about the content, but about the user expectations. Because I think that's something that has changed a lot during the last few years. Yeah, I, I think it has. And again, like I mentioned before, when selecting and, and providing stories to different platforms, yeah. these users can be vastly different of, of what you're expecting, right. whether. Right depending on your demographic whether you enjoy shorter to quicker more fun yeah. content or you want something a bit longer to read or longer to watch i think the, the one of the main thing i've taken from a user expectation is the feeling of being involved mm. a lot of people don't always want to feel like they've been just told just you know this is the news or this is my opinion or here's what's happening and there's nothing you can do about it. People want to feel involved in the conversation. I think that's where you've seen the rise of, of certainly, you know, as much as there can be a lot of negativity in social media comment sections. That's why things like Twitter are so engaging for right. so many people because they want to be heard. Yeah. You know, the, the user wants to be heard. They want to be understood. They want to feel like their opinion and the time that they're spending investing themselves and following the sport and following their favorite team, their favorite player is actually heard. Um, and that's where born out of that, I think places like Twitch have become so, so massive because you can be part of the conversation. Yeah. You know, you're not watching a video that someone's sort of talking at you. You can be involved like we're doing right now. You can have have a discussion. You can have a conversation. And I think the user expectation is that they want to feel part of this world as well. Yeah. Um, and not and not so sort of talked down to or talked at basically by, by someone, you know, like me creating the content or, or whoever else is presenting out there. Yeah. 
no, it's a, I know it's also a shift of, you know, uh, expectations and in, in, in terms also uh, the involvement that people want to be, you know, part of something. And I think like that's why also, you know, community has always been like, a, yeah. has has grown like tremendously. And I mean, like you see it everywhere now, like it's it's like you're building a community. I mean, like can't can't deny the fact that we too are doing that as Sporting Global. You know, it's it's about the community and like, okay, how do we help our users, right? In the community that we're yeah. we're part of, and 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 that's just you know because. I think it also has to go with, you know, and uh, I mean, like you're, you're the content expert here. I'm just, you know, someone, <laughs> so, someone down the road, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking like, you know, from a, from a community standpoint too, it's, it's just that, you know, the opportunities that you have to choose from, right. There's so many options, mm. you know, and, and people are becoming so selective in terms of where they're spending their, spending their time. And we, with what because you know it's it's like what what creates value for me it goes back to what you were saying like valuable stories mm. valuable content talk a little about like i guess in a sense how that has sort of like i guess perhaps narrowed or changed you know some of the directions you've been going in terms of like different kind of channels different kind of you know topics and and stories as in how the information or the user expectations is driven right no information in terms of like it gives in a sense in correlation with the user expectations yeah well i i guess again it you know it, it varies platform to platform but right. there's different areas of the sport that are now especially in football becoming so detailed within themselves yeah you know i think for media definitely has given a rise to the transfer market you know, the transfer window is almost bigger than football itself it's sometimes. Crazy. You know, yeah. you've got your main guys on Twitter who, when they tweet something, it's official. You know, it is <laughs> their, their their word. Yeah, their word is right. the absolute truth. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's where you're distilling information, you know, down to the average Twitter user who would like to be kept up to date with what's going on. Right. right? Or in the app, for example, in a one football app, yeah. they need to know what's going on. And you're sort of pushing the information that is in a need to know basis. And it changes with what you'd expect when you sit down and go on YouTube, for example, and you right. want to see something more in depth or, yeah. you know, the latest news and you want to hear someone's opinion or you want to see a tactical explanation of how so-and-so right. won the game or how this team is going to develop with these new players. Right. And yeah, that's that's really that's where the expectation and I, I guess the the information have to really really combine yeah. so that you're hitting the right spot and people know when they come to you on such and such a platform that this right. is what they want and you're going to be providing it. And, and I think like you know since we're in this in this space and we're rearranging here a little bit of you know our our pathway, but mm. but I'm, I'm thinking like you know because we talk a lot about content, we talk a lot about the different channels, and obviously you know content and technology is, you know, changing, you know, so fast, you know, it's like always something new coming in, uh, mm. you know, both, both positive and negative in, in, in many ways. But, but I'm, I'm thinking like, you know, if you wanted to like, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, the trends that you're seeing, you know, some of the expectation of the new generation, you know, and what I guess if the future, you know, sport professionals, the people that are going into the industry here and like want to work with content in football, in sports, like, mm. what are some of the trends that they should keep an eye on? I'd say that the biggest trend is a switch to handheld content. 
I think on your mobile phone moving away again even when I was you know studying university and had no idea about this if you were right. to ask me I, I would have thought oh if I was to be in a sports media industry with content it would be stood in a live studio or creating long documentaries right. or there with you know a big heavy camera filming <laughs> someone telling them what to do and the changes are coming yeah. through apps that you wouldn't necessarily expect you know that TikTok's a massive one as well right now that is if i think about football news you know think right. about the one football app for example or you go to twitter and get your news you wouldn't necessarily right. think TikTok, but there's a whole community on there sharing yeah. football insights sharing football stories sharing football opinions right and definitely the handheld information and, and the handheld even uh content creation is something that's going to be absolutely massive right more in the case because it gives you a presence you know going back to what we spoke about before about engaging with the community right and conversations that kind of content is how you get yourself heard it's how you stand out it's how you engage with people on such a quick basis and i think this is one of the things that that we found as well is that it's about the speed in such a quickly changing industry mm. you know things happen like that news right. breaks goals are scored matches happen right every two or three days there is such a constantly changing landscape in football right. that the handheld content goes hand in hand with that and you know the, the platforms are putting a lot of effort into stuff like stories you know the length of their videos how accessible they are how easy it is to share all of the content that's out there yeah. so i think definitely moving forward um you know with the stuff that mobile phones can do these days and presumably only going to get better as well you know better cameras better microphones better yeah. software that's that's definitely where the next generation of content is going to be you essentially just don't need a camera anymore at this point yeah exactly you know? exactly i'm amazed at what my camera could do and I, I know i definitely don't use it to its its full right. abilities on my phone yeah no i mean like i i think it's it's interesting too i mean like there's 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 become like a big shift in terms of like you know the, i guess the accessibility and requirements for creating content i mean like you have like the whole you know vlogs and you know twitch and you know tiktok and like you know reels and like all this stuff you know is moving in a very you know fast paced fast paced manner and i guess like you know if you want to because you talk about like okay the, the, these are some of the ways that you stand out or can stand out but it, but i wanted to like you know narrow it a little bit down for because obviously, you know, I think a lot of people, especially now, probably like, you know, a little bit different from when you when you joined in sense in a sense the the, the the content team, but it's always been a very, you know, people seen how fast, you know, marketing and digital marketing has been evolving, especially in sports. And there's a lot of people that are very like, yeah, I wanna work, I wanna do marketing, I wanna do social media, you know, I mm. wanna be like this and, and everyone had kind of like, I guess in a sense like that, yeah, I know how to use a platform. I know how to, you know, I'm on TikTok, I'm on, you know, Facebook, but if you wanted to provide like some specific tips on like for these students, you know, looking for a career, you know, inside sports content and working with this kind of stuff, like how do you stand out, you know, in today's market when the competition and the, you know, the, the attention span is, you know, so high. Um. I guess the standing out would be, and it might sound a little cliche, but in finding your own niche. Yeah. Finding yeah. what makes you stand out that little bit more from someone else. There's a there's a wide variety of sporting content. You know, you can go to the higher end, um, sorry, the more popular end, let's say, 
of right. the clubs and the teams and the styles of content that are more talked about, that do get more eyes on them, but you're also in a far more saturated market. Right. And on the other side, if you go super, super niche, there might not be a big enough market for it. But I think they're striking a balance between hitting the topics and using the information and finding the stories that people want, but really finding your own way in it. I think, for example, you know, me having a coaching license isn't necessarily the biggest thing, but on occasion, it can lead to me having a bit of a better tactical understanding when it comes to certain videos, yeah. you know, or more knowledge on a certain topic, which helps me stand out. Right. Um, you know, there's also the fact that we're based in Berlin, in, in Germany, one football. And, you know, that's, uh, and I know plenty of English news, you know, um, English sports creators out here. And that's just a little bit of a different angle. It's not the be all and end all. There are plenty of, you know, English people living in Germany. Right. It's just another little sort of level of understanding yeah. of, of to sort of separate you from the rest. And just, I'd say my one top tip is to find what interests you the most and find a path that you can consistently develop on because it's far more authentic. Yeah. And, you know, jump, jumping on the media hype and trying to, uh, fake content and maybe you know sometimes fake outrage because you're mad that your team has lost you know we've seen that a million times on yeah. youtube everyone loves shouting at the camera <laughs> you know uh, finding finding your own sort of niche way to get your stories across in a way that is authentically you because that comes across if there's something you're passionate about if there's something that you really enjoy talking about or following um the authenticity is higher and people believe you more and believe your information more. Right. No, I, I mean, like, I, I think it's like great, great advice. And I think it's, you know, goes back a little bit to, um, how can I say just, the the understanding. Right. And I think, you know, you, you touch upon it too, in terms of like, okay, well, if, uh, X, Y, and C, you know, on Twitter or whomever, like, by sharing something you know okay it's legit right or you know like you can kind of like mm, trust exactly them. and i think it goes back to that you know it's just essentially that you know like okay uh there's you know let's let's talk about like okay there's you know tons of you know streamers and content creators in different kind of topics in sports or football or whatever but why are you choosing and i think maybe that's a good question too to ask like and, and let them think about it. it's like why are you watching the person that you're watching for a certain type exactly of no, I, I think this is a really good angle to take because right now you're getting people who wish to create on TikTok, on Instagram, on YouTube, wherever, yeah. while simultaneously being a user of that. You can be your own market research. Right. You can be your own feedback by yeah. understanding what you, say your small, you know, close group of friends as well, yeah. by understanding what you do and reflecting and thinking, why do I like this? Why do people... Um, listen to what you know this particular person has to say on the subject yeah. why does this work and it's it's you know that's it's free market research that you right. know, companies pay a lot for market research <laughs> across the board in, in many different industries yeah. so it, it it really helps where you can look back and there are plenty of tools online when people are starting out um to gain feedback from like-minded people obviously right. like this you know such as yourselves are doing um and find yourselves in small circles you can talk to people you can engage with people from around the world um and and really find out what others enjoy and how you can create your own little niche for it yeah no i think that's think, think, think that's amazing and if, if you wanted to like i guess 
wrap wrap up a little bit here mm-hmm. with like some um, you know key action points, I guess for for those that are now like okay. I'm, I'm, like, I'm excited to be, begin my content journey and try to be a little bit more specific yeah. in the niche industry. Like what are some, you know, key, key steps they should, should take moving forward? Start. That is the <laughs> number one thing. I think the action point is an action point. Yeah. You know, it, create, go out there, try things. No one's, uh, you know, there's, there's not big pressure on you. No one's expecting right. anything at the start learn from it you know go out there film some content or write a blog or start doing this and really try and understand where you're at and where you see yourself growing into so that then it comes further down the line and you know you start talking to companies or you start applying for jobs you have your own voice you have your own understanding of what you can bring rather than constantly trying to change it because if you don't have a start and you've applied for five or six different jobs they're all gonna want different things from you whereas on the flip side if you can bring something to the table it's what you can bring to those five or six jobs as well in your own specific way whatever that may be for sure no it makes makes a lot of sense and uh, i mean like i think it's a perfect way to to wrap up the podcast you know and uh, and matt i would like to thank you you know of course so much for for taking the time for, for sharing your you know insights Absolutely. with us me me means a lot and uh we have like this, you know, I, I can't let you go like quite yet because we do have like this um, sporting little tradition that we always do on our podcast. And I mean, like since, since you are in Germany and I guess like since you're uh, a little bit open to uh, learning new languages, we have I have to teach you a little bit Norwegian. You know, it's like a thing we do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's part of the game, you know, I, I never I never tell people because I want their authentic reaction. <laughs> <laughs> It oh, always works. Uh, I'm gonna embarrass myself. <laughs> no, you're, you're you're gonna be good. So it, it's not the worst word to learn, you know. It's uh, it's a pretty good one. And so so with with every video and stuff that we do, we always finish with "vi snakkes," which means "see you later in Norwegian." So that's what you have to say. Okay. Okay. Can I hear it one more time? Yes. "Vi snakkes." "Vi snakkes." There you go. Great job. Perfect. You see, you're practicing it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you so much, Matt, and uh, have a good day. No, thank you. You too.